0: Hi everyone, it's Leon from Elite Fitness Goals. Um, today we we'll are going over the subject of nutrition and diet. Um, we're joined today by Opio. Hi, Ops.
1: Hello, what's going on guys? Um, just want to say thanks, uh, Liam, for um, for having me on. It's a pleasure um, to be on your podcast and then, you know, just have conversations regarding, you know, um, nutrition and you know, the effects of dieting. Uh, but again, I really do appreciate you um, having me on. I'm very excited for this and... um Again, thanks for uh, uh, inviting me to your uh, to your podcast.
0: Welcome it's a pleasure. Um, just for the people that don't know you, maybe you can just sh- sh- tell them a little bit about yourself what you do. obviously yeah. give them your social media so they can check you out.
1: Sure, sure sure. Um, so for those who don't know, um, my name is Opio Tia Okwe. Um, I am uh, a professional athlete first, so professional, professional natural bodybuilder um, for the DFAC um, Federation. I'm also a qualified um, personal trainer level two and three, and um, I run my own online business and now my clothing um, as well. So um, that's pretty much what I do. Um, contest prep all the way to looking at uh, manipulating and changing uh, an individuals' uh, physique and composi- uh, composi- composition um, for the best. Um, but, um, yeah, that's pretty much how I do. I'm not actively competing. Um, it's just more getting stuck into helping clients to um, get them to the next level. And i um, been doing that now. Uh, well, my business has been registered now would be three years on the 28th of May. Um, but I've done it since uh, 2016 uh, when I was um, employed, if I, uh, employed at the time, uh, but now I'm just fully gone out, um, self-employed, and um, this is um, this is what I do. Great. That's
0: great stuff. Um, so I was going to talk about kind of obviously diet and nutrition today. So the first topic is like meal frequency. So what do you think? I know some people... I know fasting is good for you. I know, but some people mm-hmm. like to fast just to limit their calorie intake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I suppose it depends what your, your fitness goals are and what you're trying to achieve. Um, yes. But for someone like yourself, obviously he's trying to build muscle, build size. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you kind of say your meal frequency would be and what would your advice be on it?
1: So um, that's a good question. So with meal frequency, um, again, there's tons and tons and tons of literature out there to suggest that we do speed up our metabolic rate. Okay, so it's all about um, even if you're into bodybuilding, even if it's in a sort of general lifestyle, um, but you are training and you are active. Um, we need to eat to fuel the body. Um, obviously, bodybuilding is a little bit more uh, on the severe, more on the intense side of things. But you know, I've always gone with the um, having meals and um, frequently. Um, once you understand your uh, capacity for what is being in a surplus, what's being in a um, maintenance or in a deficit ultimately what i would say is whatever calories across the board that is would be to split that up in in meals um and I, yes i do get that you know people talk about intermittent fasting and stuff and you know, have i done it and i have done it before but the only thing is with intermittent fasting and i wouldn't really necessarily put that in uh, a program a clients nutrition that way and um, well advise the, the, the client nutrition that way um, it's just solely because if we're not really getting that blood glucose reading and you're not eating and you know it sort of dips really low, and then you eat all this food, um, post-training and stuff, etc. Um, you know, sometimes you read and you see some people get like, you know, hypoglycemic and stuff like that. But I'd rather stay away from that ultimately. We need to feed the body and no bodybuilding is a very much extreme sport. But my guys who are typically just wanting to better themselves, who are in resistance training three, maybe four times a week, um, I prefer the style of um, speeding, uh, I prefer the style of, uh, um, you know, splitting the meals across the day. Um, Anywhere between four uh, to eight meals is what I personally feel comfortable with and get really good biofeedback from the client in that manner.
0: Yeah. Would you say ex- example of that in terms of splitting your meals more? I agree with you with that. Um, it's just so you can absorb better nutrients from your food as well. So say you're having what you're getting from your food in terms yeah. of vegetables, and nutrients, you can absorb it much better if you're taking it in smaller doses instead of just trying to dump it all on your digestive system.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, another thing is um, you know, I've always used the analogy where I've seen clients who have you know crazy amounts of protein per one serving. Um, and you know, again, there's literature around this to suggest that we really could kind of absorb up to sort of 40 grams um, yeah. of protein in one time. You know, and if you're having sort of 80, 90 grams per serving, it's like you know, putting petrol or diesel into your car. Um, your car is full, but you're still pressing the nozzle, and um, it's just overflowing with petrol on the floor. You know, um, yeah. that's the analogy. Uh, the an- analogy I like to use when it comes in terms of that, and of course. When you're looking at having meals a little bit more frequently, and as, as you said, with um, the absorption of nutrients and stuff, etc. Um, again, we want to be in a position where our digestion, our digestion is optimized. So again, we eat that uh, much where we are uh, nice and comfortable. Um, ultimately, we digest the food, and again, due, due to how well and how optimal your digestive system is, would be. A level of you know how good we can absorb those nutrients as an individual
0: exactly so we're we're kind of kind of went into the next topic but it's further down so we will get back into that There's going to talk about like in terms of supplements later on what you take in terms of you can say about your gut health and stuff then yeah sure um, but also what would you do in terms of calculating your protein so would you calculate your protein on your body weight or would you calculate your protein on your lean muscle mass
1: right so <clears throat> to keep things to keep things very very simple I typically would use um, body mass to begin with Um, unless you're super lean, unless you're super shredded. I mean, to really get people's body uh, lean body mass again, you know, we we need to actually go to these machines, get the whole reading done by our age, our weight, our height, and, you know, really sort of clip us onto machine to, to get that level of accuracy on our muscularity. So by I, I will typically do, um, I will, I normally use kilos when I, um, when I use weight and check-ins and stuff for my clients, but when it comes to, um, protein, I actually convert their body weight into pounds. And then what I do anywhere, any, anywhere between one, 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 one one to 1.2, all the way up to two pounds per body weight body mass is what i tend to do okay as i get leaner and stuff etc um again delving a little bit uh, uh into uh, nutrition when you know client is you know getting in that lean state um i will then choose and prioritize the different sources of fuel that the client will would need so for example as you get leaner you don't really need that much high protein because you have to say obviously if you are i don't know 220 pounds OK, and then you take off 20 pounds, you can actually reduce that protein amounts to sustain your muscle build and recovery. And then I will tend to increase carbohydrates because now we want to still keep studies in training. The right thing to do is why keep protein high when you can bring it down, which is still, again, effectively hitting that one to two pounds per body mass. Uh, body mass still um, and then increase it to carbohydrates as well so that's how typically i do it it's a little bit um more meticulous with how the client look how the client feel ultimately getting that biofeedback and then to really really utilize how we can keep this 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 physique uh, uh, as, uh, as 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 energy not energize I want to use but as uh, fueled as possible with the right macros and again that's a whole different topic going into macronutrition um, yeah. but uh, but yeah that's typically how I would look at it and typically how I set up and I've seen a, a consistent a consistent concession from it all
0: yeah so you'd basically re just re go over it again yeah. as their body weight drops the same way you do their absolutely. calories as their body weight drops
1: absolutely um, absolutely.
0: Which kind of leads us on to the next kind of topic in terms of I know some people like to drop calories crazy stupid at the beginning sure. and make people lose loads of weight and it looks good for the client, but it's not good long-term, my, my analogy for the client. It gets some great results straight away, but yeah. you kind of want to start their diet with their hal- calories quite high yeah. so then we can kind of dial that down slowly yeah. and get the best for a longer period, right?
1: Sure, oh, sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, I agree, I agree. Um, typically I would look at a time scale for the client. I will be honest in obviously having a look at them. I'll be honest regarding how how far they are. Again, we're talking so let's specify a little bit more. We're talking about a client who wanting to lose body fat, right? Okay. Yeah. So I would look at their time scale, I would find out a lot about them, and then I tend to reverse engineer where that time scale is reverse engineer so then there's obviously create a level of urgency there and then and then i will typically look and say right okay this is pretty much what i recommend that you should be so if a client have to take off i don't know 11 12 kilograms i would do that over their time scale and i would divide it by the weeks and then from there i would know what average to work out to get the client from a to b that's typically how i would do it and 10 out of 10 times if the time scale is realistic if they're not too far gone as well I do yeah. everything in a very, uh, a cautious manner, but ultimately the main thing I do and the first thing I'd always put in the phase, uh, the current, the client's phase box. So we, how I tend to run my sheets would be, um, weeks. And, um, there is a section that says, you know, phase, what phase is this client on? And the first thing I would always put on there would be the reset and set that motor, that, uh, metabolic baseline, um, yeah. to a high, um, reason being i've had especially my female athletes um i don't want to really kind of delve into the to the the back office side of things but typically they're on very low calories
0: you get people that dive in their calories ridiculously low and you're like wow when you look at i've seen them them things and you're like wow you shouldn't be this low
1: exactly calories are like super low i'm talking about like you know the thing that 1350, 1400 is really high the thing is they're not losing any weight um they're doing loads of cardio and you know that it's pretty much hit that brick wall of you know you're effectively interfering with the cortisol and then once that's affected is we can't there's not much that we can do it can't as to anymore. go anywhere absolutely and this is where again getting the frequent meals more often helps with that metabolic rate those meal timings um that digestion support all that sorry that digestion optimal uh is a, all that sort of good stuff as well but um but yeah no i typically will look at the time scale and I would do yeah. very slow and I don't believe in, you know, I've had clients who say, you know, mate, I want to lose a stone in a month. I'm like, unfortunately, I'm not your guy. This is not yeah. the right way. You, you to get to people
0: to do it, but it's not the right way to to structure it in terms of people just drop calories stupidly low, Absolutely. get great results for one or two months. But then it messes your body up long term because your body's like, whoa, what's gone in here?
1: Absolutely. And you know what? The biggest thing for me, Leon, is to do it um, over a period of time. Yeah, the client understand and creates habit, and then understand why habit is so important that's exactly. all it is a routine so, of habit that's so a lifestyle
0: it change instead of a, a quick fix
1: absolutely so if again obviously they're going to move on and not have uh, you know the the, 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 the um uh, have a coach they then know what to do and how it's done and why it's done rather than, you know, do slimming shakes or whatever this nonsense is, and people try and promote and, you know, lose a yeah. stone in a month.
0: Then um, they go back to their old habits absolutely. and they, they sling the it's weight and then they're more energy, heavier you know. than they were before. And it's just kind of like a absolutely. mental thing, especially competing, you know about the, the psychology of the food. Absolutely. And then the diet, it's, it's all in the head. Absolutely. It's how strong your mind is.
1: Absolutely, it's it's creating habit. Then to trust the process, to understand, create the habit, and again, a lot of people is like, okay, I've dropped all my carbs, but I've lost six kilos. It's like, dude, you've lost a lot of glycogen fluids.
0: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I think that's the big thing about having a coach, is like, because we understand the process, we don't we don't panic in the same way they would panic in their head. Of course, of Um, course. They would do do something like, oh this is going to mess this up and, and we can structure it and say no it's not we we know this and this and this and it kind of gives them a bit of ease about it sure absolutely that's all
1: it is that's li- that's literally what it is and you know they'd have a code for accountability to get them from a to b in the what i would like to say in the safest and the more optimal manner. absolutely you're right
0: yeah because when you drop the calories super low then you you risk losing out on all these nutrients that you're getting from your food micronutrients Obviously, certain levels of fat that you still want to be in your diet for hormone production. There's all these things that you miss out on when people Mm -hmm. are slamming their calories Mm -hmm. just ridiculously low it's
1: so much you'll you feel it you'll get lightheaded. headed you, you just start feel lethargic. um a lot of stuff a lot of imbalances tend to take place when you drop it's like you know you eat food a lot of food drastically we, we yeah. get into that stuff of um rightus and ultimately we 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 don't eat as much we start feeling lightheaded headed and all of this stuff we don't feel well um and that's affecting in you know, our homeostasis and how we get there we need to take our time and try to convince our um our hormones that you know this this is what we want to do but then ultimately when we get to extreme for being super lean to super fat we start to feel weird we don't like it our body's like yo this is not yeah. comfortable for us we need to either lose weight or gain weight and i'm speaking from experience um you know it's just kind of like when you go over your your natural body weight say so for example your natural body is 90 kilos and you push all the way to 97 to 100 kilos you're going to get lower back pumps. You're going to feel bad. You're going to feel lethargic. Your pancreas is just pumping all this into you. You don't feel good. You generally don't feel good. Um, and that's from a bodybuilding standpoint. But again, you get lean and very shredded and stuff. You start to feel cold. You start to feel hungry. You're very food focused. <laughs> um, you know, you're a little bit snappy. It's because that you're not supposed to be that lean naturally yeah. as an individual, you know? So I agree. Dropping the calories and stuff drastically all that's going to do is just, you know, you're going to please the weight on the scales temporarily. You will then hit a brick wall. Um, and then unfortunately it carries a lot of psyche behind it. Um, I typically see this more with the female clients, um, that they can, you know, go just feel really bad that they've worked so hard. Nothing's happened. And they go out and just, you know, have cake and ice cream and stuff just to feel better. And yeah. Um, yeah, it's not one I definitely would recommend. I have, um, you know, uh, um, openly advise clients that you know i'm not the type of coach to to say yes because you want to you know run on 500 calories a day and do two <laughs> hours cardio a day
0: yeah definitely and especially for them people it's like male or female clients is always like if you get someone that's been like that and it's super low then you've got to just you've got to reverse diet them back up
1: yeah absolutely absolutely and that's resetting the metabolic rate right getting them food more often telling them to chill out and then for you ultimately for you to get that biofeedback as a coach to see how they're handling it and how they're dealing with of course with adherence but again the more information that we get as coaches that's how we do our job is not telling them what to do is ultimately listening to a client seeing where they are and then taking their feedback and then putting a plan into place to help them move forward but nine out of ten times it would be to have a Uh, to get that metabolic rate up because i don't know anyone who would want to have a low you know metabolic rate weeks and then and months and then because it'd be very difficult and um, absolutely absolutely progression will be next to nothing because it's all about nutrition the efficiency what you put in as well um digestive health um, all of that stuff plays a massive 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 play regarding um one's uh, one's progression
0: Exactly. And when they start reverse dieting, obviously they probably look better as well because their cortisol levels can start start coming back down again and start kind of... They feel good. The
1: The stress is low. Of course, so much, so much positives in that.
0: Um, So that kind of leads us on to the next thing in terms of like, how would you structure long-term diet? So like with clients, obviously for me like not all of mine are bodybuilding clients or or clients that want to compete so i have people that are just general day to day want to feel better look better so mm-hmm. for me mm-hmm. i would generally start off by cleaning up their diet yeah um just get get rid of all the bad like try and get rid of some of these bad habits yeah um get them eating clean talk yeah. to them about nutrition whilst we're doing that just so they have an understanding of what they get from their food i don't want to for a lifestyle perspective, I don't want to give someone a set diet plan so they just stick to one plan, if that makes sense. Yeah, sure. I want them course. to understand what they get from certain foods, What what's the benefits, like what nutrients they're getting, how this affects their body. So just general conversations, probably when we're, when we're training or yeah. just general talks that we have so they understand it better. Um, sure. Because sometimes for a perspective of just general people that get diet plans, they don't know what to do once they come off the diet plan, if that makes sense. They don't have that understanding of, of how they should be eating and how to flexible eat, if that makes sense. Sure.
1: Sure. Sure.
0: Um, so I always kind of just, just do little steps. If that makes sense, make yeah, stepping yeah. stones. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it also helps people with their, their long-term goals. Cause everyone has a long-term goal and that's generally all they see. Yes. So it's nice to break the the steps up. So, they feel like they're achieving something every couple of weeks. So they're, they're getting more and more encouraged to do what they're doing and enjoying it more. Yeah, sure. Sure. If that makes sense.
1: No, it does. It, it does. make sense.
0: Um, and then obviously structure their calories, show them, obviously we can work out their calories for them, obviously using calculators, but obviously this is a rough idea. Um, so it will vary obviously from client to client. Obviously some might have a slower metabolism, some might be slightly higher than they're recommended sure um, calorie intake so we kind of work that out and then I like to gradually step it down um but then I like to increase other stuff as well so say for increasing steps yeah So you might get a client who's not into exercise doesn't ex- never really exercise before you might start them on I don't know five six thousand steps a day yeah and then as you go on over time as they're getting better you just increase their daily steps so, couple of months or a month later it might be six thousand it might be seven thousand eight thousand sure. a day yeah um, sure yeah and then kind of work their calories with that
1: absolutely no I mean that that's that that's absolutely spot on um and I know our clientele is um is is slightly different because my clientele is uh, bodybuilders and I coach a lot of coaches online coaches and then personal trainers so my 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 um uh, lifestyle clients isn't as much as those guys, obviously my guys, obviously the bodybuilding are much more motivated, they know what they need to do, yeah. they don't eat chicken and broccoli And You just give them a
0: strict plan, it's just of that like that it, lifestyle isn't it Like it, I, I I don't mind it because obviously I've competing before but some people want to have that flexible eating and yeah, no, it's, not the, it's not their lifestyle, obviously with the competing everyone's thinking about I want a place I want to do this, I want to yes, see how far course. I can push the body.
1: Absolutely and, and that's what I was getting to is Obviously, the bodybuilding guys and stuff, they're a little bit more easier. And um, my setup for them would be, again, it's quite simple. I look at their – obviously, I send like a detailed questionnaire, okay? I'm not going to create an advisory tri- diet program if I'm going to put stuff in there if they're allergic to and, uh, and you know, get yeah. them in hospital or whatever. Um, I send a very detailed um, a questionnaire um, across. So when it comes to nutrition, it's foods that they eat, they don't eat, they're allergic to, and foods that um, – uh, uh that they you know that you know religious reasons that they can't eat whatever it is yeah? yeah and designing a training program i do a meal plan okay so in depth where i for example will have meal one would be uh, i don't know a meal would be you know 60 grams 60 grams basmati rice that would then show you 40 grams carbs um zero gram fats you know four grams protein and then again, the next meal I'll have, you know, it would be 85 grams chicken breast. Again, it would tell you the calories that, you know, really broken down in It would have that summary of that meal um, nutrition from all the way from, sorry, and macronutrition all, all the way from the carbs, protein, fats, um, sodium, and sugars for that one meal. And obviously I would have that systematically put into, you know, me one, two, three, post-workout and stuff, etc. So it's very, very detailed. Now, Those are the bodybuilding guys. They will get away with that. So it's very easy to, um, you know, if they haven't got any allergies or anything like that, it's very easy to put them in a training program. The type of foods now I use um, is a lot more nutrient dense. So I try and take away stuff like your Cocoa Pops and bagels and stuff like that post-workout or whatever that may be. So I look really, really closely into an individual's blood levels. So I look at foods which is low in the glycemic index. Okay, so that's my carbohydrate choice, and that's how I tend to get the best results. I don't typically will put, you know, if it's carbs, it's carbs. It sort of fit in. Which the question is, well, okay, sugars, like you know, chocolate bar is carbs. Would you put six chocolate bars a day for a client? Well, no, you wouldn't, because yeah. yeah. you know that's spiking your blood levels and all that kind of crazy stuff. So this is where I look at different carb sources and so the low and the, the GI. Now, a very interesting thing I do as well. When I need to reduce calories. Rather than get them into a step count and stuff, because I don't do cardio. My guys will tell you this man gives me even female clients. They'll tell you he gives me over three thousand calories, and I'm losing weight. Yeah, yeah. in red they know me to feed clients like all my contest prep guys. We're getting lean. They're on three thousand calories, 3,000, thousand 3, two calories. People are scratching their head. Now, what I tend to do is rather than reduce the calories, I look and see right what carb sources giving me the same carbohydrates amounts, but what's less in calories. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know I'm saying so like for example if you use sweet potatoes and if, if you use basmati rice and sweet potatoes you know and you want to get sort of 60 gram carb out of them the sweet potato would have run about 100 calories 130 calories less yeah if, if I'm right than rice so why reduce their calories and the actual macros when you can actually keep the macros the same but reduce the calories that way so yeah. that's how that's how I like the whole in depth I look into food a nutrition setup, but again, I'm talking about you know being very smart and cautious to you know the bodybuilding. Okay, let's swap to my clients who are you know general who to get fit and lean and stuff, etc. As you said, all I would tell them is you eat what you're eating. If you remove your takeaways and you actually create some sort of expenditure between eight and a half thousand steps a day, right? Right, yeah. you do that for two weeks, you will lose weight without a coach, you would lose weight without me, you would lose weight without
0: you know. I think people just undervalue the the steps like oh, yeah, that yeah. people think because people uh, think because we're not you're not in the gym and you're not working now, what how steps are really going to do it like people day to day generally are just sitting yeah, and we're like inactive humans in yeah
1: it's like the one number one exercise in the world and of course we've got resistance training uh, not necessary help but you know release endorphins and help us feel good and help us get big and help us look uh you know um it also help it it also helps from a um. Uh, from you know bone development, you know as we get into our thirties, our bones yeah, start deteriorating, up. and for us to keep bone density would be you know would would be walking. Sometimes you look at someone who's in their in their fifties and sixties and think, oh damn, they look good, and then you see someone in fifties and sixties and they what we expect what for someone in their fifties and sixties look, which I don't personally right. think is old, but it's just kind of like. But they don't move. Have you ever seen someone who's active? and who- Yeah,
0: you can see them people in the you gym. Can, I see them old see guys, them. guys in the gym that are like 70 or whatever and they're still doing weights and they just they just don't look like they're a 70 year old.
1: It's because, again, they work out, you know, it's so good for us. But I think the answer to your question is, um, you know, what absolutely on par what you're saying about, you know, getting the foods that they need to get the right macronutrition and, you know, un- understand the biggest thing, what you said, what you're doing for them. And and you, you know when they you know go on they know how to it's all about educating the client on the importance of nutrition and then again taking that biofeedback where you know you put them on a set calories see how they get on and then again you would adjust accordingly regarding the the, the, the biofeedback that you get from the client and it's the same thing just see bodybuilding is a little bit more um intense and regimented i would never do if it fits in your macros if someone says oh, i want to do this yeah. prep but it has to be on it fits your macros i say unfortunately i'm not your guy and i wish you all the best they will never look they will never look as good and crispy as the people who actually prof- who consumes nutrient so higher nutrient higher nutrient nutritionally dense foods and that's where i come in with you know having that uh uh uh, uh the that that input in you know creating those type of diets as well and um but yeah it's 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 a matter of you know effectively getting feedback and general guys would be educating them on the meal and on the meal plan there's only a ha- yeah. there's literally a handful of people i have that use my fitness pal and i kind of track and look at you know their their, their 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 food choices but if they tell me i want to get shredded we we're not we're not using my fitness pal yeah, yeah. taking the meal plan but again you know someone works in the office you know um Dad with a couple of kids, um, you know, in his mid 40s and stuff, etc. Yeah, that's fine. We just reduce if it didn't do drink, reduce the beer, half distance, said half distance, said whatever dinner the um, other half will cook, then that's yeah, fine. Yeah. Go for walks, try and do resist- resistance training at least three times a week. You know, go in there 45 minutes, and I guarantee they will lose weight.
0: Yeah, this is creating uh, obviously them good them good habits, as we said before, absolutely. Um, and a, and a good trainer will. will teach you about nutrition so you understand so you don't need absolutely. them for the rest of your life if that makes sense you can have them for a period yes and then you're able to be sustainable and understand stuff yourself to go on and live a healthier lifestyle
1: absolutely absolutely i agree i agree i think that's um i think that's that's bang one i think that's bad one so long as you educate them i suppose the reason why and then you introduce you let them be flexible you introduce um a few here and there and you know you you know my even with my general, uh, I I shouldn't call them general. I should say, you know, even the guys who are not into bodybuilding, who I um, do coach and mentor, um, I will typically would say, you know, guys like replacement meals on the weekend would be subject to progression. And they kind of scratch their head and say, well, I'm not going to say, right, have a replacement meal, you know, a a pasta and wine um, with the family or whatever. If you're telling me that you want to get in shape, but if this week that diet's been all over the place, I cannot, Feel right and ethical to, you know, re- effectively reward not making that progress. Have you this week done absolutely fantastic? Average has come down, you know, not point nine to you know one point one kilograms, and every all the boxes have been ticked. My man, go and enjoy.
0: Yeah. Go and enjoy. Sometimes with them 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 clients, the the general kind of like the nine to five workers and stuff like that is they're gonna have times where they're not going to eat healthy they're going to have meals where for example they've got a business meal or they're going out at the weekend sure but you can make that fit into your macros you throughout can. the week if you want to if, if you reduce a couple hundred calories like 100 calories here 100 calories there and like it all adds up, it, throughout the adds week.
1: up. no you, you're absolutely right at the moment so. I've got a client who's traveling to munich and uh, dublin and um, he's getting ready for a wedding and he's in a really really good state and he was just kind of like oh dude the uh, the 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 companies in you know, the first banner in the works, and I just said to him, "We use my fitness pal." I guess we've gone through this. You're aware of. It's down to you if you don't stick or have anything remotely near to the calories amount. So where you are, because again, we've been dieting for a long time. You're very sensitive. You eat yeah. something, it's going to, you know, and it's all about. Th- th- this is where we put trust in the client for yeah. them to not go overboard because we've given them that flexibility
0: exactly we can only do so much right we can absolutely. we can help them as much and structure and plan for them and tell and that's them what they to do do. This, but that's
1: what we're there to do we're not at the end of the
0: day they've got, to, they've got to do their part
1: absolutely absolutely this is uh, that's what we are supposed to do we you know we even if we can make the food and we'd love to do all that stuff for the client and get it all packaged and wrapped up and stuff but no this is where they create habit and then discipline as well so very powerful underwritten unspoken rule for effectively listening to your trainer your coach who's telling yeah. you and advising you what to do and you're doing it because effectively you know they're, they're controlling what you do and what you eat on a day-to-day basis and if you look at it in that way as opposed to understanding and you know fighting the scraves and develop uh, learning discipline and stuff it makes you stronger as an individual
0: yeah it's a it's a mindset thing like absolutely i remember competing and like i'm here with my my prep meal but I'm taking my my girl to go and get pizza and yeah. she's in the car with a fresh pizza it smells so good but you like you don't care because it was your choice if that makes sense you decided to do this absolutely so absolutely. it's and, your exactly. choice you stick to it
1: no you're right and also I'd like to mention is you know junk food is not going away but our health <laughs> is
0: do you know what I mean exactly if some things you can't buy and health's one yeah, of them things you realize ugly. like
1: yeah, like So junk food and stuff, yeah, it's good. And you know, we're a little bit extremists in the in the in the the fitness in the fitness realm as a thing. Obviously, when you competed before, and even obviously you're you're a lot more flexible now, but still in good shape regarding whatever injuries and stuff that you have. Again, it's it's level of discipline. You're not, you know, 120 kilos and blaming and say, "Oh man, I'm still injured." Do you know what I mean? Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. You just got you got to work with it and and do what you can. It's easy to make excuses, obviously. You hear it all the time. It's easy to make excuses, but there's there's always a way if you want to do it. It's it's up there's to only- you, really. You're the only person that can control what you do at the end of the day. And it's just a mindset thing.
1: Yes, absolutely. And that's a different topic about, you know, the psyche and listening to the client and how we address messages and stuff. That's probably for a different... Uh,
0: different, yeah. Different, <laughs> different day. Yeah. So I was going to talk to you about, obviously, diet and food and how you structure it around your workout. So say, for example, sometimes I get crashes during in workouts so i might have like sugary or fast acting carbs around my workout um mm-hmm. but what's your kind of thoughts and how do you structure your eating around your workouts obviously you probably eat two hours before i eat a couple of hours before a workout and then i have some some fast acting carbs around it but w- what do you do yeah
1: that's got that, someone kind of asked me that on my i did an ig question yeah uh regarding um you know food and stuff so this is where i would look at it so if so you want to look at how well food sit with yourself pre-workout. That's yeah. the number one thing. Secondly, I look at how long would you be able to eat then go and train. Obviously, we have a lot more flexibility. So we're a little bit blessed where we can actually kind of choose how long we want to train after we eat. But again, for example, if you finish your office work, you eat at the office, if you're that you know, driven, yeah, um, yeah. But it takes you to get the train, get the bus, and stuff that gives you get in the gym and un- 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 undress and stuff, etc. That takes you, you know, hour and a half, two hours. That I would actually look at something, which is a little bit slow, slower release, so like a porridge oats and um a scoop of whey protein or something like that, because of yeah. the fat content, it would a be a lot slower releasing. And obviously, oats itself, it's uh, it's low in GI. Now, if you're telling me that you could eat, you could eat and then train anyway it doesn't really matter then you probably want to look something like you know rice and a lean meat you know it's, it's very fast very very um easy to digest is the word to say in my opinion um so anywhere between 45 to 90 minutes that's fine now this is where you really need to listen to yourself and you know feel yeah. how are you feeling after those meals when you're into the gym and obviously you take like if you take pre-workout and intras and stuff like that, it can give you feel a little bit bloated as well how you feel now yeah. if you are i would look at it if you're training like a big session like a, um, a leg um or a pull session and you've got high input exercises like you know like a, a deadless or barbell back squat and stuff like etc i would probably recommend that you get a little bit more meals throughout the day yeah okay? because what we think is the food that we eat before is going to fuel us that's what we think but i think it's the foods throughout the the, the night before throughout the day would actually fuel us the food that we train with is just to basically keep the energy levels top top
0: yeah, it's yeah the glycogen is already there in the body for free yeah
1: it's already there. You can train before a pre-workout meal, but you need a post workout meal. And post-workout meal is non-negotiable because it's still gonna have glycogen in your blood from all the previous meal. Yeah. So, you know, that's why it's you know, it's have something light.
0: What would you sure. go post-workout? Would you because you said you don't you don't do simple kind of sugars and stuff like that anymore? You kind of do more dense food, did you say?
1: Yeah, so post workout would be all right, a our blood. Levels drop okay. I need something to replenish that straight away. I will go for something like a blend and a uh, like, like dextrose, yeah, you know, glucose of sugars. That's what I would, that's what typically I would go for, and that's what typically I will put into every single well, most clients. Um, if they're not having you know, sort of cereal and bagel and jam and stuff, etc., but I would have a dextrose post workout with yeah. um. Um, you know you can have a whey isolate or whey blend straight away. then I would eat around about an hour after that, which would be you know a white potato It's just a little bit more starchy than the others. So again that would get to your bloods um, a lot faster than you know having something like a sweet potato or oats post training um, because the main thing is that we've got that 15 minute window and I do believe so. Because I train really hard and really intense, and if I don't eat for a while, I do get hypo. That means that my blood levels is way too low; it's dropped yeah. too much. And you know, to get that, you know, you want to get sugars and protein in straight away.
0: Repent- See, I, I, I have a, I put um, not at the moment, but it, it's it varies. Like at the moment, I'm about ninety two kilos, so I'm kind of okay. Yeah. But when I start pushing up to that ninety seven, I notice my blood sugar levels during training sessions. Cra- I go crazy low if I'm not having like simple sugars or like sometimes I have to have Haribo or something just to get, you know, just to get them sugars kind of just get something in there quickly. Yeah. yeah. Um, just because I feel lethargic. I feel like really de- like down, So I need to kind of get them sugar levels back up.
1: Sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's, that, I mean, that's good um, observation from yourself. And again, if you feel, you shouldn't really feel like that in training, unless you're training for like crazy long, um, yeah. having, you know, you're only eating once, you know, intermittent fasting or something like that i would get it but i would perhaps say it you know what it can actually be a psychological thing as well you might actually think that's how you're feeling but you might just be fatigued from training
0: yeah no i've, I've noticed it, it doesn't happen when i'm when i'm this weight. it's when my weight gets heavier mm-hmm. um but obviously my training is probably more intense obviously i'm bigger as well but like i've noticed i I didn't really think of it. And I look back on it and I thought, what was the, like, what was it? What's the thing that's like caused it? And the only thing I can think of is it only happens when I'm, when I'm putting on a lot of size. Yeah. Um, and my sugar levels around training, really. I don't know if it's because the intensity is more as well. It could be that. It
1: would be more. You're um, up, but I'd imagine that your training would be. Um, a lot, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, and again, a lot of people will put like, you know, um, I like this, uh, uh, cluster dextrin and all that stuff in as well. So HBCD, I think, but it'll call. So you can try that. I think you said that you're using that at the moment. It drew an intro. So, like, yeah, um, yeah I
0: use some intro sometimes. Yeah.
1: And how do you find that since you've, um, trained? it's all right. Yeah.
0: It's not, it's not true, but my, my weight's low at the moment. I'm sitting at the 92. So I'm not really like, I'm not really, I don't really find it happens when I'm at, at that kind of weight. When I'm
1: okay, but when you're pushing up to the highest, yeah, level, when I'm pushing yeah. up,
0: heavy, yeah, okay. and I'm pushing heavier and um, everything else, that's when I kind of feel it more. Okay. Okay.
1: And how long would you train for? Would you like when you were that weight?
0: See, my sessions don't—they're not ridiculously long. I'd probably say around about the hour, maybe an hour and like ten, maybe. Oh, they're not good. ridiculously long. Yeah. I try—I try not to do like super, super long sessions. You know, you get these people that are like I've been in the gym two hours, and I'm like, really? Do you need? Do you need to be in the gym two yeah, hours? Or sure,
1: sure, sure.
0: It's like cortisol, everything else. It's not really the place I want to be anyway
1: yeah sure no that makes sense but i don't just get an idea because if you said yeah man i'm in the gym like in the training for like three hours i was like that's probably why you're blood yeah, level yeah. <laughs> because another thing i'll probably you'll probably do anyway but what i tend to look at is my training sessions i look and see what time span is when i feel more energetic and more you know more um performances i'm um, pretty high if i train yeah. a little bit too long i feel that dip pumps or go and I'll get a little bit cold. I don't feel us, And I will typically would tend to wrap up the session. So that's why I typically
0: listen um, to your body.
1: Absolutely. You've got, you, you have to yeah. get at the level that, you know, we play at, we, we have to, but again, that's a whole different topic with, you know, yeah. Training performances and stuff like that. And how you do keep it up and what do you do to, you know, have energy levels uh, optimal from start to end um, as well. Um, yeah.
0: But yeah. We're talking, I was going to have another topic we was going to go into as well is um, on, on diet. It was, um, in terms of different diets. So generally myself, I just like to keep it open. I know you get some, some coaches will try and put you on like a keto diet or intimate mm-hmm. fasting, but mm-hmm. I know that I personally don't like doing that unless there's, unless you've got hormone problems or an imbalance of something or other than you need to kind of work with the fats and you need to do that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I generally don't like to take my clients down that route. I like to keep them just on the flexible, open kind of eating all mm-hmm. types of food. Mm-hmm. um cuz you have clients and well you get people that are clients of other people and they're on keto and there's no reason for them to be on it but they they're on it and it's it's hard to go out and socialize to do a keto diet right like yeah you can't keep your carbs ridiculously low when you go to certain types of restaurants or or whatever sure
1: else. no absolutely you're right
0: you're right um, and the same with kind of intermittent fasting some people do it to keep their calories down which obviously they could just watch what they eat and learn I would say certain nutritionist foods that were going to keep their calories at a certain level. Yeah. And they get better probably results in terms of from it. Sure. Um, but what's your thoughts on terms of different diets like keto fasting?
1: Yeah. So with the fasting, well, I typically wouldn't do it because um, um, I just think like, you know, for you to really hit the nail on the head is have to looking at your, um, your blood readings and stuff. Um, and then secondly, uh, as well with the, Uh, with the keto now i wouldn't i wouldn't call it a keto diet um for a client i'll probably reword it as a high fat high protein diet Um, because when people have asked me about keto before and say you know they are doing a keto i say unfortunately you'd have to go to i would recommend that you go to a ketogenic doctor i'm not going to do that because you really start to see trend after months in uh, yeah uh, with how it actually works as well um and that's the thing i mean we can give advice, but I think with keto is a little bit of a, a little bit of a, you know, you, you want someone who has that qualification to tell you what to eat, because if it goes P-tongue or whatever happens, the doctor, he's completely liable for, you What's know, yeah. But, um, I think, I think I don't ever do it because I, I always recommend that they, I'm, I don't do that. You know, I go to a, um, there's nothing wrong with it. You know, as personal trainers to, to advise it, I would just reword it as a high fat, um, high protein diet if i were to but um you know if they say you know keto 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 i want to do keto um i will then um for me personally um say that you know they, they go to a ketogenic doctor and that's when they go oh well you know i'm happy to try other ways and stuff and i'm like okay cool let's play ball i'm gonna do it and again i'm not saying that it doesn't work um, i'm not saying that it does work but what i'm saying is i don't have um, you know, a bunch of clients with data to understand people from the age, their weight, their height, their gender, to then understand, you know, how effective a low fat and high carb, uh, low fat and um, high protein diet is. Um, I did that actually in a contest prep, to be fair. In I, did that in my, I did that in
0: my first one.
1: <laughs> and and it was actually, it wasn't bad. I was still like, I was really full. Like my I f- found it
0: was, the results weren't as good. I actually dieted quicker and faster <laughs> with a balanced diet with carbs. Before. than i did in keto and i think especially for my body type like i process carbs really well like i like i like carbs so for me to cut them out it's yeah, silly exactly. especially when i don't i'm not getting any benefit of results quicker or anything else i understand for some people it's slightly different depending on your body and how your body reacts to stuff yeah yeah um,
1: I mean, we're trainers, right? We're athletes. You know, anyone who does the resistance training or you, you train, you do intense, you know, football two, three times a week or whatever sport that you do, the preferred source of carbohydrate is always going to be, sorry, the preferred source of energy is always going to be carbohydrates, right? Now, with yeah. the keto thing, it's slightly different because you have to get yourself into a ketogenic state. Ketogenic. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. And then for it to release that and. Mm, the chances are people are not uh, having no carbs for date. It's mm, yeah. if just a standard. I, 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 you know, Oh mate, I've just, you know, had a glass of this and I didn't know it's like, dude, that's loaded with you. You're then in yeah. conflict of interest with this. Then it. Then you're out
0: of ketosis. So then you're not in keto. Just- <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, just it's just like a, is what we
1: can't a call it that. And This is another reason why we can't call it that. It's another reason why I don't touch it and just, you know, want to take the client's money and say, yeah, yeah, I would do it. It's just like, no, um, if you're talking about high carb, a uh, high fat thing diet, uh, you, and you want to look like Ronnie Coleman, and you want to improve your numbers, uh, no it, it, carbs, yeah. my friend. <laughs> carbs. <laughs> you know. So how so would what,
0: you how would you structure like your your macros and your diet? So like I always like to keep. It varies obviously depending on clients and stuff and where you're at, but I always like to keep my fats ab- above like twenty percent, obviously for a hormone reason and stuff like that. I like to keep them. Um, Mm-hmm. at least 20 percent or above but like how would you kind of structure your your kind of macros
1: yeah so i would look at the age the weight on the height i would look at the gender um i would look at any sort of health issues um i would look at uh, again i say health issues but you know type one mean. type two yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I would look at those um and then ultimately the biggest one for me is looking at the expenditure it's just like okay okay you're a brookie, brookie, so you're doing 15, you're an active brookie on a site and you've got work for the next nine months, right? You're going to be doing 15, 20,000 steps. It's like, okay, okay, what do you do? I'm a re- retail assistant. You're going to be doing 15, 20,000, 25,000 steps a day. I work in an office. You're going to be doing 2,000, if that, getting a- yeah. up. <laughs> and you know that's what I look at. I look at the individual's expenditure and that's how typically I would uh, manage it. So, And then again, I would look at their muscle mass by how long they've been training for. And then typically, I would then tend to have the carbohydrates on a higher bit, right? So I'll have carbohydrates around um, about, I want to say about re- like really high, like 60, anywhere between 65 to
0: 70%. Okay. Um, yeah. And then
1: uh, protein, as I said, might you obviously, you are aware my protein isn't high, but anywhere between 1.1, 1. 1, 1. 1.2 to all the way to two pounds per body mass. Um, yeah. And then I would have fats and it. Ed- Women, I typically have higher um, for hormone production so mm-hmm. again a, 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 a chap who is you know mid 20s to late twi- um mid mid 20s to late 20s um goes to the gym four times a week is he's, he's averaging ten thousand steps without even blinking his eye no health issues and stuff you know his training their carbs will uh, you know and he's he's got good uh, uh body composition so more of a um not ectomorph but Uh, not too short as a mesomorph, but that kind of athletic, I need a really good and enjoying it as well. Their training day would look at, and if they're looking to maintain or they're looking to get, if they're looking to gain muscle, their training day carbs are high. Their macros will look like anywhere between, um, 500 to 600 carb. Um, fats would be anywhere between, um, 45 to 50 or up to 60 on an untraining day. Um, and then protein would be anywhere from 200 to 220. Um, but again you know if that in a female version training day would be anywhere between 350 to 400 uh fats would be anywhere from 50 to 60 on in training interestingly enough and then the protein would be anywhere from you know one 140 to 160 as well um that's typically what we look at as well so pretty much the same as split as you um pretty much the same yeah. as you um but i do tend to prioritize carbohydrates um and then again i will, the clients will take like the vitamin d's and these and stuff to get the omegas in so again i wouldn't really need to sort of push um, that,
0: that that jumps us that that jumps us straight exactly onto the next thing under on my list to talk about is actually supplements.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, that's typically what I look at, and that uh, I means it's been consistent. And you know, the biggest hurdle for me is to get the client to you no, know, you're not eating too much food. You, you you've been under eating all your life. They're like, what? Yeah. Um, and it, honestly, if you just go through my Instagram or even go through the the, the sheets I have with female clients, there there are three thousand calories. It's mental. Is yeah,
0: that... You can give them your Instagram so they can have a look at the some of the, the work you've done.
1: Yeah, so my Instagram is um, opio so it would be O-P-I-O underscore D for Delta, D-F-A-C underscore pro. So it's O-P-O underscore D-F-A-C underscore pro. And that's my personal card with a bit of client transformations on there. Uh, but yeah, that's typically where I will do um, the work on a lot of stories i'll do and try and put up client stuff on my stories as well so i'm very active on there I try to post at least um once a day on a story or post or every other day at least just to keep the uh, media active
0: yeah yeah, you got some good transformations on there
1: yeah 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 cheers uh, thanks but um again it's, it's only possible with the adherence of my client right you know we
0: exactly can, you can only do what what, what, they, what they're going to listen to right the...
1: absolutely absolutely
0: Um, that takes on to kind of supplements. So what kind of supplements would you take? Like for me, I'm probably along the vitamin D definitely, uh, lack of absorb, like getting it for me, I would say. Um, so vitamin D, you go fish oils or liver oils along the lines of that, maybe Mm -hmm. depending on what you're getting through nutrition wise as well, Mm -hmm. um, on your diet. Um, and then, kind of, what, what kind of stuff would you take for gut health? I know you, that you do the what's it called? Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. So,
1: um, so with I, I try to stack my okay. So when I recommend uh, vitamins, again, um, ideally, I typically will get a um a report, a blood report, a deficiency report. See what the clients, are. clients who are like definitely in the forties plus. Um, so then I know where to counteract. I know how to design the nutrition. I know what to uh, put in recommended supplements, because again, I did used to work in a supplement shop for um, about four, about three years. Um, so I've got really good knowledge on just the basics on uh, what is required to run on a daily basis for our bodies. Um, so I would typically have a vitamin C um, myself. I would have 2000. So it'd be two grams a day. I would have on that mm-hmm. just vitamin C. Um, And then I'll have a multivitamin, okay, one multivitamin, and then I have a stack. So what I mean by stack is what supplements stack together for you to produce the the, the, the benefits of it. So my vitamin D and E, I would stack, okay, and then I'll Mm -hmm. stack that with a joint one. So my glucosamine, so there would be like some kind of flex protector, so for joints as well. So those two work very, very well. We live in the UK and unfortunately we don't have the tropical sun, which we need <laughs> naturally. Um, but that's I will then go to stack with that. And that would that is typically my main stack would be vitamin C, multivitamin, um, a vitamin uh, a vitamin D and E K stack, stacked with glucosamine. So a flex guard is some kind of joint support as well. Um, yeah. That is what I would have um and then regarding the gut health as well so i would typically would know by someone's midsection okay what i need to do to recommend i find trying to protect a leaky gut is what it's called because again everything starts from your midsection have you ever had a gut feeling that this has happened or something's happening yeah. right that's you feel that more than in your head you can hear your head but you can't feel your head unless you've got a headache right you, but you feel the yeah. stomach. So that's got to tell us that we need to look after this, right? So I would either look at non-negotiable first thing in the morning, warm water, right? With some apples tablespoon, two tablespoons of apple cider vinegar. So many health benefits. But the main thing I put it into a client is for we want digestion, um, you know, being optimal. It helps the digestion, it helps with your blood levels. we so can we smash in seven, five, six, seven hundred gram carbs a day? We want our blood pressure, no, sorry, blood pressure and our blood levels um, as stable as possible. Um it helps with our ph levels um as well Um and there's so many other benefits but the main thing is so the blood control and also the digestion opening that digestion for the um, first thing in the morning now i would actually run okay it tell a client to run a course of course will be 30 days of probiotic okay now good and bad bacteria we want to close that leaky gut so when we run those two, I think, is a fantastic combination. Okay, now if the client is the stomach line is still quite big and stuff, and I found this myself, I take five to ten gram. Okay, I take L glutamine during training. I was
0: say do you take glutamine for yeah, I have.
1: Yeah, that. and I find when I take ten to fifteen grams before I go to bed, mate, it's.
0: That's when people say to take it. So with the glutamine is like either in the morning on an empty stomach if you're not going to do obviously the apple cider vinegar or before bed. So it absorbs it's obviously on an empty, empty stomach.
1: Yeah, it was, I will put the glutamine towards the end, uh, towards the end, uh, because again, there's some literature. Well, it's, it's intestine health to begin with. Yeah, intestine health, and that's what the main thing for uh, glutamine. I've seen some literature recently that it actually helps with your sleep quality.
0: Okay.
1: Um, so it could potentially help with sleep quality uh, if you're not taking um, zinc and uh, zinc and magnesium stack. So a ZMA stack as well. I don't really take a Z um, a ZMA stack. Um, I tend to sleep better. I try to sleep longer to just recover better. That's what I would tend to use. I'd rather try and use that um, uh, rather than ZMA. I have I've got ZMA, but I don't really use it. I, when I sleep longer, I feel much better. You know, and sometimes yeah, think ZMA a little bit too. Too late, and you get up a little bit too early, you can feel groggy uh, for the first few hours in the morning. Yeah. Um, but typically, uh, for the gut health, with the apple cider vinegar, um, one course of probiotic, which would be a good and bad bacteria, run that for 30 days, well, the probiotic and continue with the um, um, apple cider vinegar. Um, and then in the evening, if you find that your stomach line and stuff is a little bit try literally five, 10 grams, you'll probably be pooing liquid first thing in the morning. But then after a while, it stops all that leakiness. And your waist literally will shrink in inches. Yeah, and that's what I find is really good. And clients who are having a really tough time, top peak of the off season to break down food, I would then recommend a um, try fiber complex, which comes with like you know your um, what's it called? What's the what's the I can't think at the top of my head is that
0: the fiber cubes that you get the the chewable cubes? Are they the ones or?
1: yeah it's it's more the um oh gosh um I, what's the main ingredient on it um that basically it's like a digestive enzyme okay um but it if you're really struggling in the off season i will then typically will um will recommend that um i could to get the exact same brand it's literally called, yeah it's called tri-fiber complex and a blend yes that's it with like own brand and apple apple uh, pectin in it as well okay with calcium so um that's that there would have you remove all your food from your stomach if you had within 24 hours uh, but i don't really like to recommend that on your really kind of peak off season when a client you know up to digestion is like really low because i don't want them to have to be dependent on that yeah um, um but yeah those are typically my gut health stack that i would use and of course the king of the king, the creme of the creme, drink your water. Women, three liters, men, four liters. Drink your yeah,
0: water. That hydration.
1: Drink your water. That is the biggest digestion, clearer.
0: And the good thing as well with that is uh, we'll go back on to just a quick touch on the the vitamins, obviously. So obviously, you can't overdose on vitamin C. It's a, it's a water-soluble vitamin. It will flush through you with, um, with stuff like that. Obviously, with the vitamin E and, and stuff like that, you've got to be more careful because they're fat-soluble. So your body can't get rid of them as easy if you go over on them
1: absolutely absolutely and this is why i literally mentioned before is rid of fats. they're going to get it from the 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 supplements i wouldn't put like you know have like you know udder's oil or hemp oil some kind of nut oil or have peanut butter um and then have like you know whole eggs um and then have like you know fatty mints, and then salmon in one day no 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 that's no and that's not typically how I run things. And ultimately, what I put on the training pro uh, the training program for the nutrition program, getting the biofeedback for the client. If we're looking at a linear graph of progression, that you know we want to le- uh, gain weight or we want to lose body mass body fat, but um, so long as that graph is showing progression and their feedback is that they're feeling good, energy levels is good and stuff, etc., that, that's all that matters. That is all that matters. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so I was going to say as well,
0: what 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 would be your like advice for someone to structure and like just a general person to structure their diet? So, I would generally just say clean it up first. I don't know if you'd agree on yeah, on absolutely, that. absolutely. Um, then looking at obviously setting a basic calorie intake macros, working it out. Yeah, try obviously trying to keep it as high as possible as we can, obviously, and still get the results that we want. Yeah, um, I agree. Gradually, then step that down over time obviously we're going to increase their steps as well, their movement, their activity.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And what kind of, what else would you kind of say to add to that? Or is there other things that you would do with your clients? Obviously. The
1: the biggest C, the biggest C of it all, the biggest C of it all, which is keep it consistent. That's how we get results guys. (laughs) Um, It's not a placebo. It's not a joke. It's not a magic pill okay you see people who are on the higher end of you know being obese um, they're consistent with eating not good nutrition you see people who look really good they're consistent with the nutrition and training there's a big difference there guys once you understand the consistency of it all um, it's really up to you guys what how you want your life to pan out because and I like and I've always said to people if you're over the age of 15. I'm that confident if you're over the age of 15 You can, I guarantee you They can go into a supermarket and know What's healthy And what's not healthy So as adults, we know when we go into the supermarket We can either look at uh, 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 We can even look at a lasagna or a pizza Or we can look at something with like You know, a whole foods uh, mash And chicken sausages with some broccoli We know which one's healthier
0: we always try and convince ourselves, well, well, it's better than having this though, isn't it? Like, you know, when you try to pick something in the middle.
1: Or a packet of fruit. We know what's healthier. Yeah.
0: Ice yeah.
1: cream, Ben and Jerry's ice cream or the Halo ice cream, which is, you know, um, 120 calories per serving. We know what's, we know what is good for us and what's not good for us. And that's what it comes down to, us being truth, truthful for ourselves at the end of the day.
0: Yeah. And as you said, it doesn't happen from one meal. Like, it doesn't mean that you've got to eat ridiculously healthy for the rest of your life and never have a bad meal in your life. But nothing, it's,
1: exactly, it's,
0: it's nothing. about the majority of the time eating good and occasionally have something nice, treat yourself, you know what I mean? Like...
1: Yeah. And I think you're really good at that, to be fair. Um, I've seen some of the posts and some of the diet um, uh, um, hacks that you put out there for your clients. And, you know, sometimes you can have stuff like chili con carne with literally lean uh, minced beef. And obviously we've got your kidney beans and stuff, etc. And you can get sauces, which is really super low in calories. Uh, just stuff yeah. like that, which you put out, and I'm just thinking, Do you know what that's actually pretty good? And like, you know, breakfast with like pancakes and stuff, etc. Pretty pancakes with zero car. You can make it very interesting, and you could literally save yourself half a calorie, half the calories per meal if you, you know, um if you um uh, uh, be a little bit wiser. And this is where you know, guys like you, um, coaches like you, I should say. Um, give these people this you know this really free knowledge I'm to let people know it can be a lot worse so stop moaning eat your do you know what I mean, <laughs> eat your pasta have a bit of pasta sauce um with some chicken breasts and some veg and put like your parsley and stuff etc is this a lot better than grating a hell of a lot of cheese in it and using some dalmiya sauce which is you know loaded with yeah. sugar that you know, was saying,
0: create your own sauces don't don't like get yeah, the jar do- ones create your own things you know what's went in it then right
1: Oh, there you go. And I think, you know, coaches like you who spend the time and really go through that, you know, I think it's a blessing for the gen pop because I'm a little bit more, uh, stone cold, but if you're telling me you want to look like a rock, <laughs> I'm going to eat like a rock.
0: <laughs> yeah, you've got to, yeah. You've got to do them things to get the results. Right.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: No, that's good. Um, so yeah, that was kind of like the wrap up for today on kind of nutrition. Um, hopefully we'll do like another podcast soon and we can go over touch another subject. Mm-hmm. Um, and go in depth is there anything you want to add to the to this
1: um no not necessarily um want to add um i just want to say for uh, for the listeners um so we've gone through a little bit more in depth and i think you guys can kind of summarize this you know as long as you are um, consistent with it or be honest with yourself um as well um and i know i've mentioned my bit with the, the bodybuilding you know they're very much um, extreme but then ultimately um, how you want to look and how you want to get into would have to be in line with your nutrition, um, unfortunately. Um, so whether that be, you know, a, a meal plan or whether it be the flexible dieting. But then ultimately, guys, you, you just need to adhere and listen to your coach and, you know, give the coach um, the feedback that they will need to help push you guys in the right direction. Um, and again, just get like the basics done with, you know, just you know manage to sleep better, go for more walks often and just you know drink more water. Um, and i think you guys will be will do um will do well but um yeah it's just not really much to add apart from just be consistent with it all and it all adds up and it all will make a massive difference And not necessarily how you look but how you feel mentally as well yeah Yeah, definitely
0: so anyone's got any questions i'd say just get out as obviously my social media's uh elite fitness goals or you can go through pt by leon um opio you obviously you've got yours you can shout yours on there and then you've obviously got your clothing line as well people can check that out so yeah. gym wear clothing,
1: cool yeah so um as i said before earlier um it's opio underscore dfac underscore pro um and the new clothing line ranges uh which reminds me i need to um, post another one today um would be male and female um which is uh opio sorry it's a cbo underscore clothing underscore mm. um and then at the moment just taking pre-orders um so just drop me your size your name and stuff etc get it all pre-ordered and then again we arrange um how we go from there to get everything um shipped out but um yeah I just want to say thanks my man for having me um it's been a pleasure, been a pleasure. i did say it's not going to last more than 20 minutes because i go you're probably thinking oh wow this guy goes quite in depth
0: with his. <laughs> <laughs> um it's good which is it's good.
1: good. So, um, no, just to Sorry. say thanks for having me. and
0: um, It's been so- a pleasure. We'll try and wrap it up. We'll have another one soon, hopefully. Um, hopefully get a training session in there as well.
1: Okay, excellent. Uh, definitely, my man, give me a shot and then uh, we'll talk.